This is the Daily Signal podcast for Monday, October 2nd. I'm Tyler O'Neill. I sat down with D.A. King. He's the founder and president of an immigration organization called the Dustin Inman Society. And this society has been branded a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, as if, if you've followed our work at the Daily Signal for any time, you'll know that we don't exactly agree with the Southern Poverty Law Center. I wrote a book called Making Hate Pay, exposing why the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate group accusation has zero credibility and has been, you know, has been used to defame conservatives and Christians for what they believe. Uh, D.A. King filed a lawsuit arguing exactly that, and his lawsuit has made it further than any other lawsuit against the Southern Poverty Law Center in arguing for defamation. And that's because he has clear evidence that in 2011, the SPLC did not consider his group a hate group and then in 2018, suddenly they said he's a hate group. Um, so this helps show that the SPLC had good reason to doubt the veracity of the SPLC's own claims, which is huge for a defamation case. So I sat down with D.A. King. We talked about the story. We talked about what his organization does. And we talked about why his lawsuit is so important. And, of course, we mentioned his law firm, Liberty Council which also has teamed up with the lawyer who represented Nick Sandman in his successful defamation cases. So here, listen to my discussion about these super important issues with D.A. King right after this. We get it. With big media bias, it's hard to find accurate, honest news. That's why we've put together the Morning Bell Newsletter, a compilation of the top stories and conservative commentary. To subscribe, just head to dailysignal.com slash subscription, or visit dailysignal.com and click on the connect button at the top of the page. I am honored to be joined in studio by none other than D.A. King, who is the founder and president of the Dustin Inman Society, which is a very important organization in Georgia fighting illegal immigration and specifically illegal immigration, a pro-legal immigration man over here. But the illegal problem is is really wrecking our country right now. And he was defamed by or allegedly defamed by the Southern Poverty Law Center, which branded his organization a hate group, put him on a hate map with chapters of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, and now, you know, you filed a very important lawsuit um, alleging that defamation, and the court rejected the SPLC's motion to dismiss, which is huge because usually the SPLC gets away. They file these motions to dismiss. They say you're not stating a claim, and then the case dies. We even had an organization appeal all the way to the Supreme Court only to find it you know, rejected again. But your case made it. And I really want to delve into all of those things. But again, it's great to have you in studio with us, D.A. King. That's, it's my great pleasure. Thank you for, for letting us be here. And if I may, before we get started, I want to make it clear how much I admire your work and your your tireless efforts for exposing the Southern Poverty Law Center. So good for you. Thank you. And I think you had told me that after reading my book, that was one of the things that inspired you to actually take the leap and 
and file this lawsuit. Well, your, your research uh, surpassed mine. I remember telling my wife after I read your book that, uh, wow, this guy knows more about the SPLC than I do. And I thought I knew a lot. I, I do. But anyway, I am a big fan. And thank you for the book. Hey, yes. No, my, my pleasure. So, yes, it, it's true. We have a pending uh, defamation case against the Southern Poverty Law Center. It is also true that the case that's been filed in the Montgomery, Alabama federal court um, in which the judge in his opinion, told the world that the plaintiff, us, has the better argument. Um, the nuts and bolts are that we are a self-funded organization that accepts donations. But what we have done since 2005 is try to educate people on the consequences of illegal immigration. And I, I find that it's easy to explain to people who don't follow the issue or are not immersed in it up to their neck like we are for, for 20 years of my life. Um, immigration, and especially illegal immigration, can be viewed in, in two general categories. Uh, people take either a pro-enforcement attitude or an anti-enforcement attitude. We are on the pro-enforcement side. We believe that we cannot honor the real legal immigrants like my adopted sister and the members of our board who join the American family lawfully according to American immigration laws, and neither can we honor the rich tradition of immigration into our country unless and until we actually secure the border and enforce the existing laws. So we're all about the legal end of making sure that statutes already on the books, and more if it helps, are obeyed. And we operate mostly on a state level in Georgia where people are surprised to find out that more illegal aliens live in Georgia than live in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. There is a higher concentration or population of people in the country illegally in Georgia than green card holders. So we have our hands full. We have been extremely successful since 2005. We're very proud of it. But what success does if you fight the organized crime that is illegal immigration is it draws people like the SPLC who are clearly on the anti-enforcement side. Yeah. So two things, you know, your organization is called the Dustin Inman Society. Who was Dustin Inman? And then how did the SPLC move from saying you're not a hate group to suddenly saying you are a hate group? Dustin Inman is a uh, Woodstock, Georgia youth in the suburbs of Atlanta who is forever 16 years old because the United mm -hmm. States of America does not secure our border and enforce our immigration laws. Dustin Inman was killed on Father's Day weekend, the year 2000, when uh, somebody in the country illegally plowed into the back of the Inman family car, stopped at a stoplight um, in North Georgia. It killed Dustin and, and the family dog in the back seat, and it put Dustin's parents, who later became very dear friends of mine, Billy and Kathy Inman, in comas for weeks. And when they were awakened, they were told their only child was gone, they missed the funeral, and Kathy would spend the rest of her life in a wheelchair, which she did. She's gone now as well as a direct result of, of that crash. So Dustin Inman is but one example of the consequences of, of illegal immigration, which one more time, people should recognize it for the organized crime that it is. Yeah. And so, you know, fast forward to the SPLC's claims against you. The SPLC publishes or speaks to the Associated Press at a specific time. I believe it was 2007. And then later decides, and at that time they say, your organization is not a hate group. 
And then later they come in and say, your organization is a hate group. Let me fix that a little bit. So what we do in Georgia, and I'm very proud of it, is I've I've helped to draft multiple pieces of legislation, many if not most of which are now state law. We can do a separate interview and examine why they're not enforced, but nevertheless, the laws are on the books. And we've been successful. Um, This doesn't present uh, the the, the kind of... uh, environment that people like the SPLC really, really want. So in 2011, not seven, respectfully, um, the Associated Press did a profile on on me on on the 4th or the 3rd of July, in which one of the questions to get balance went to the Southern Poverty Law Center, who in great detail replied to the Associated Press that D.A. King, the Dust Intimacy, is not a hate group. And in their detail, they went on to explain why, because we did not match their already ridiculous definition of what an anti-immigrant hate group is. But they made it clear that we don't fit that, however ridiculous description, in in their in-house happenings. Well, fast forward to 2018 when there was yet another bill being processed in the committee system in the Georgia Capitol Now the SPLC has actually registered to lobby officially against what they were already opposing. And in the process and within a very short time frame of them registering to lobby against a bill we were pushing and advancing, um, they decided that the original classification wasn't working and now we're going to be an anti-immigrant hate group that denigrates all immigrants. And I have to go a little bit longer to make it clear how much that amazed the real legal immigrants (laughs) on our board of advisors. Um, Not to mention my adopted sister, who happens to be an immigrant from Korea, or or the immigrant donors to our our pro-enforcement cause. So in a nutshell, if people want to keep up with this, the Southern Poverty Law Center has told the world that we are an anti-immigrant hate group that denigrates all immigrants. And then they've thrown in a bunch of of, out-of-context sentences from, from newspaper columns and, and, and things that I have written and said that had nothing to do with, with a, any of, of their charges. But their effort is to silence us or to marginalize us to the point where it doesn't matter what we say or do. And to, in that effort, they've had some success. So can you paint a picture of what happened, you know, how the Dustin Inman Society had been progressing, had been achieving your victories before 2018 and what this hate accusation really did to your reputation and to your ability to achieve your goals after 2018? Sure. Um, it's, it's human nature. People want to take the path of least resistance. If you are a, a Republican legislator in the state of Georgia and the Georgia Capitol in Atlanta, and you have X amount of your constituents demanding that you do something on a state level, about illegal immigration, it's not their favorite topic because you have, like the Chamber of Commerce, for example, takes a dim view of those kind of actions. But it's difficult to get people interested in government to go after illegal immigration. It's it's difficult enough, but if someone can point and say, you don't want to talk to that particular individual because the SPLC has said he's a hate group, the goal and, and the result is that some of that might rub off on me and the legislator, 
um, plural can go and does go in, in a different direction. So it has certainly diminished our effectiveness. It's reduced our fundraising. It's marginalized my own good name, which I intend to do everything I can to, to get back. It's put our family, put my family in, in a state of great caution because it's well documented that the, the quote-unquote hate group designation from the SPLC can and has resulted in, in very violent attempts to, to take people's lives. So I'm very careful in what I do. I, I have uh, security in, in my home, and I am mm. always conscious of what might happen to my wife. And we're sitting you know, just a few blocks away from the Family Research Council, which was also put on the hate map, and they received a, you know, not just a threat, but an actual terrorist yes. coming into their building with a semi-automatic pistol and a bag of Chick-fil-A sandwiches, planning to kill everyone in the building and That's smear true. a sandwich in their face. Um, so this this terrorist was convicted of terrorism. He actually pled guilty and sentenced to 25 years in prison. The SPLC has kept the Family Research Council on the list ever since. And so they must know to some degree that there are people out there who will look at the list as a target, you know, to go after people. Um, but they, you know, and, and of course the SPLC condemned that attack, but they, they haven't removed the Family Research Council and they've put you on there since, since that horrific yes, attack. Yes, it's definitely had, a, had an effect on my life. I'm not the kind of ex-Marine who would go in and, and have therapy, but it, 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 it definitely has changed our, our view on the world, and it makes us more careful, as it's intended. The, the intention of the ridiculous category that a group that includes real legal immigrants that is opposing illegal immigration and, and, and begging for enforcement is somehow anti-immigrant or denigrates all immigrants is ridiculous on its face. And what we want is an opportunity to present to a, that to a jury. Well, I think the SPLC repeatedly has shown, you know, what I'd call routine defamation, where they go after all of these. And of course, your case in particular is very strong. Uh, what what makes your case different? Because I've seen many groups, you know, the um, uh, D. James Kennedy Ministries, who I mentioned earlier, filed a defamation lawsuit and appealed it all the way to the Supreme Court and encouraged the Supreme Court to reconsider New York mm. Times v. Sullivan. Um, but, of course, that went Well, I, I, I think we've touched on, on, on what is unusual about our case, as if the whole thing wasn't unusual enough, in right. that you have uh, essentially, in the way I present it to people in, with limited time, is what we have is the SPLC of 2011 versus the SPLC of 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2021, 2022, and this year, 2023, because they did not just list us as a, 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 an anti-immigrant hate group that denigrates all immigrants one time. <laughs> yeah. They repeatedly did it, even after court documents were filed illustrating that we, we are made up of immigrants and not most immigrants don't hate all immigrants kind of an affair. So there's right. that wrinkle. Um, the media has stayed away from it. I, 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 I'm, I'm very proud to say that on June the 8th, which is now more than 90 days ago, I, I did a, a two-hour interview with a very polite, uh, reputable New York Times reporter. Um, that interview has not resulted in any kind of a news story. And again, it's 90 days old. I'm, I trust and assume that this long delay has nothing to do with the SPLC's influence, 
and I'll leave it at that. But I, I am anxious to see the results of, of the June 8th interview with the New York Times. Yeah. And talking about the personal aspect, you said that it, it has been harder to fundraise for the Dustin Inman Society since the SPLC's attack. Can you unpack that a little bit more? I, From what I understood, you had to mortgage your house at some point to keep the organization running. Is that true? It, that is true. Um, I'm not sure that I would do that again, but we live in a house, it's the only house we've ever owned that we bought in 1984 when it was new. Wow. We yeah. still live in that house. I love it. Um, it suits us. I grow, grow my tomatoes and, and vegetables. <laughs> um, but we just paid off one of the mortgages, which was at, at a time we had two mortgages on it. I live in a house since 1984, and I still have nine years to pay it off. Wow. That is a result of our determination to, to do this. We, we have in the past um, had donors and, 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 and regular grants. It is no longer enough to operate. And the attention, however welcome it is, to the SPLC lawsuit has resulted in, I, I think I said, donations to the legal end of it, which is money dedicated only to and will no, only be used for the, the lawsuit. But if anybody feels any, any desire to help us with operational money so that we can continue to fight illegal immigration, especially in Georgia, I will come wash their car. <laughs> and if they want to do that, they can go to your website. We have a website. It's the new org. Um, you can Google D.A. King, the Dustin Inman Society. You can Google the Dustin Inman Society, SPLC. You can get <laughs> to us a million ways. Um, most people in Georgia know our work. Um, not everybody approves of our pro-enforcement view. But on the website, we have a donations page. And I'm a little embarrassed to say, but we need help. Yeah. And there are some, you know, there are some quotes that the SPLC had from you and from members of your board that it, it was funny when I was going through the, the charges against you because the SPLC doesn't always do this, unfortunately, but sometimes they actually have the web page where they say like, oh, here are the claims. And I like to go through because I want to verify that an organization is not a hate group when I, whenever I report on them because there are a few actual real hate groups on the SPLC list. Uh, but would you address, you know, one, one of these quotes was so taken out of context to suggest that there was animus there. Um, I just I just want to hear from you, you know, your responses to some of the things that they have claimed against you. Well, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you write a, a, a newspaper column, which I did for the Marietta Daily Journal for 13 years on, on a periodic basis, but if you write a 750-word newspaper column and you have a sentence that is directed at two column or two paragraphs above it, and you take that one sentence, and, and however innocuous it could be, if you tell the reader that this is somehow an evil statement or take it out of context, it, it's it's. I, I wish people would read more of what the SPLC really says because it's mm -hmm. it's just ridiculous on its face. But you brought up a good point. Very quickly, in 2011. We've already mentioned that the Southern Poverty Law Center told the Associated Press we're not a hate group. Most of these out-of-context quotes that they have on their, on their hate sheet, because they hate us, are from before 2011, things yeah. that they had already been through and digested and, and, and arrived at the opinion that they've shared with the Associated Press that we're not a hate group. 
Now they've changed their mind one more time. It's the SPLC versus the SPLC. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that's, that's key to explain why your lawsuit has been so successful. Because in order to prove defamation, you know, under the New York Times v. Sullivan and later Supreme Court rulings, well, if you are considered a public figure, which under the statutes, you know, under the, the rulings, pretty much anybody who puts themselves out in the public is, which is arguably a twisting of New York Times v. Sullivan anyway. But, you know, that, that aside, the way the law works now, if you're a public figure, you have to demonstrate actual malice from the person who defamed you. And that means that you have to show that they um, recklessly um, – they, they made the statements out of reckless disregard for the truth. And that means you have to prove that they had reason to doubt the veracity of their own statement. So you see many of these cases – and I, I love the way you, you emphasize it on, online. You say like the SPLC admits that their statements are just opinion, uh, that these aren't a real – you know, investigative, you know, determinative thing. But what you've done and what so many other organizations couldn't have done necessarily is demonstrate that the SPLC had good reason to doubt the veracity of its own claims when it has continuously made them since 2018, specifically this claim that they themselves disagreed with in 2011. Correct. And I think it's important to show your, 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 viewers, your viewers and your audience that the SPLC, in, in a response to one of the court filings, actually wrote in a filing to a federal court that it, re and I'm paraphrasing, but it doesn't matter that we have designated XYZ groups as hate groups because it doesn't necessarily reflect the facts. <laughs> and that's a paraphrase. I hope people will go find it. Um, I, I have it all over my Twitter page at D-A-K-D-I-S. I try to post it at least once a month. Um, the SPLC has, if there's any justice in this world, the SPLC will pay dearly for what they have done to me and many, many others. And it's not just us. There are, are good, well-intentioned people who are opposed to illegal immigration who have been similarly labeled. And we're not do, just doing this for ourselves. This has to stop somewhere, and, and apparently the, the greatest efforts of a lot of people with m much more money than we have had have, have failed. I think we have a very strong case. A lot of people think we have a very strong case. I look forward to, to going to court if that's what they want because we have a, a, a lot of evidence to put forth, and that, that mountain of evidence is growing by the day. I'm very grateful for this time. Well, and I think the, the main – one of the other main issues – we have is in 2019, the SPLC fired its own co-founder, Morris Dees. The president stepped down amid a racial discrimination and sexual harassment scandal. But the scandal, which came a year after they, they settled the defamation lawsuit, a different defamation lawsuit from a Muslim reformer named Majid Nawaz, they paid him $3 million. Um, but amid this scandal in 2019, a man by the name of Bob Moser came out and wrote, wrote an opinion for The New Yorker saying that, you know, the SPLC, we called it the poverty palace. He was a former SPLC employee. And he said, the hate accusations are a highly profitable scam. He said the SPLC is constantly engaged in bilking donors, which is not a new claim. I mean, that goes it's, it's, back it's, into it's the It's not. 90s. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to do his yeah. quote before you do because I really love it. Oh, this. yeah. Go, go. It, and, and, and it goes that... Um, 
after explaining the scam that it is, Moser wrote in his New Yorker expose that we were part of the hustle and we knew it. Part of the con, yeah. Part of the con, excuse me. We were part of the con and we knew it. And the real question is, did he know it when he was writing a long in-depth article about you and the Dustin Inman Society years before? And I mean, this was... This was before they decided in 2018. True. And, 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 in, the, in that interview, I, I made it clear that my adopted sister is an immigrant, that we're after illegal immigration. The, the, what has happened here, if people are familiar with this, there's a woman named Heidi Byrick who was in charge of the, the, the hate warehouse, if you will, and, and she had to continually create um, their stock in trade. Um, but she was allowed to get away with uh, unconscionable statements and actions I think, in my opinion, she got so arrogant that she could believe she could do anything that she wanted and say anything that she wanted against anybody that she wanted to smear. And I I think they may have gone too far with this. We'll see what the federal court says. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I mean, they've branded Moms for Liberty now putting them on the hate map, parental rights organizations. And we've seen weird synergy. You know, the Biden administration They've met with Biden personally eight times and gone to the White House over 10 times in the two years that Biden has been president. Um, So this organization, you know, I think it would be important for you to to defend your good name, even if this organization did not have quite the outreach that it does. But this is an organization that's meeting with President Biden that had one of its attorneys recently confirmed to a circuit court because Biden appointed her, a woman by the name of Nancy Abudu. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think your lawsuit is critical to exposing what they really are and what they're engaged in. And I mean, the SPLC does, you know, a, a little bit of good work here and there, but this hate accusation is so destructive. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't. I don't know that the SPLC <laughs> has done anything good in a very, very long time, if ever. And if it helps your audience to understand, the SPLC, much of it in offshore accounts, is has something over mm-hmm. 700 million dollars in in assets. Uh, when you start attacking somebody who's fighting illegal immigration on their own dime and with donations with 700 million dollars mm-hmm. it, it's it's a good reflection on our success i think but i think it also should illustrate to the world the desperation with which they don't want anybody to be successful in their disagreement right well and i think i think that outshines any of the good work that they do but they do you know they do represent i i don't want to be you know unfair i think the splc <laughs> the most important things that they do are the negative things. They're raising their money off this hate list. They're demonizing people they disagree with. But there are, you know, it's a huge organization and there are a few people <laughs> here and there who are representing pro bono cases like they originally did. You know, I want them to go back to what they were in the 1970s where they actually represented people who needed legal representation in the South. They were the Southern Poverty Law Center, and they got people off of death row who were falsely accused. And then, of course, they decided to become this anti-KKK group, and then they decided to take that and weaponize it. I'm going to respectfully disagree. (laughs) I think the ship on redemption has sailed, and and that is my 
my educated, experienced, and, and I hope as Christian as I can get opinion. I, I don't know that there's redemption possible for these people. Yeah. Well, they at the very least need to be, you know, proven, dragged through the court and shown, you know, that well, this. Again, we hope to get <laughs> uh, uh, this and, and much more in, in, in front of a jury. If people have the inclination to read um, the court filings, when they can actually read what the SPLC has done, they can read our complaint. It, it's on the Dustin Emerson Society website. They can put the SPLC in a search box and and they can gather a lot of information, especially, again, on the court filings. So how <clears throat> is the case proceeding right now? I think you've mentioned to me that this is the beginning of the beginning. I would describe it as the beginning of the beginning. And I, I, don't, I don't want to talk too much about the actual mechanics of the case sure. merely because I am not an, not an attorney and I'm afraid that I'll say that something is inaccurate. I think it's, it's enough to say that the, that the federal judge has indicated that he – uh, dismissed their motion to stop the case and said that we have the best argument and is now giving us a chance to to do discovery and get into the SPLC records. And there's a lot of things that I know they don't want out in the world. You're represented in this very important case by a very important law firm and even by the attorney also who represented Nick Sandman in his defamation cases. Yeah, we're, we're very grateful to and, and proud of Liberty Council for taking our case and recognizing, A, the need for defending our good name and, and at least muting the SPLC. So Liberty Council is, is our law firm. We're very proud of it. We're very grateful. Todd McMurtry is, is, is on the team, and we look forward to a great success. Yeah, and Liberty Council themselves have been uh, branded a hate group by the SPLC, even though they are, you know, a nonprofit legal organization, much like Alliance Defending Freedom that stands for religious freedom, um, First Amendment issues, very important issues, I think, overall. So I think it's it's a testament to the strength of your case that they've come on, but also it's just, it's such an important issue. All I around. agree. And thank you, Liberty Council. <laughs> well, D.A. King, where can the people find, follow you, support your work? Again, uh, I'm, I'm not hard to find. I, I don't have many Twitter followers. It's at D-A-K-D-I-S. That's D.A. King, Dustin Inman Society, um, the Dustin Inman Society website we've already mentioned. Come on by my house. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to welcome people who are like us, again, who take a pro-enforcement position on immigration. And people can look around in this country right now and see that that is not the position of the current administration, and it's certainly not the position of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And why is that so important in Georgia, just real quick? <laughs> um, because many conservatives think of it as, as a red state, but you're, you know, you're constantly fighting for enforcing the immigration laws that are on the We were very successful in putting a lot of, of legislation up as laws. We have statutes in Georgia that are designed to deny jobs, benefits, and services to people in the country illegally, proper name, illegal aliens. We have these statutes in place, and many, if not most, of them are not being enforced. And we are going after that, and we don't care who knows it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again so much for joining me. It's been a, a great pleasure, and uh, best of luck in the future. Thank you very much. 
Thanks again for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. If you liked what you heard here, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review. We read all your feedback. Also, later today, we're going to have another show right here where you're getting this podcast. We go over the top news of the day, the headlines you need to know to keep you informed on your evening commute. So stay tuned for our top news edition, and we'll have another interview tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.